Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your host, Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws, live from Swindon, San Diego and New York today. And we've got a very, very special guest who I tried to get a year ago at Adobe Max and uh, it was... It was difficult trying to arrange schedules. If you've ever been to Adobe Max, you think you can plan stuff and then you get there and it all gets thrown up in the air like confetti. But our guest tonight is somebody who I identified more through on the internet. Uh, She came up on an Instagram feed as a recommended. And I thought, oh, I I like the name because my daughter's called Elise. (laughs) So that was the first thing that kind of stuck out. So I had a look at her work and her name is Elise Swopes. And she's an amazing photographer, one of the most creative people I've seen in the past year of looking at looking for guests and and photographers. So welcome, Elise. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. That was such a kind intro. Thank you. Thank you. If I could just have you intro me to everything else, that'd be nice. <laughs> I would appreciate that. It's a British that. thing. We're polite. Yes, I know. The voice, everything all together. It's just, it's, it's a whole package. I appreciate it. Oh, no. Well, thank you for being on. So... For those of you who don't know Elise, if people walk up to you in the bar and they say, hey, who are you? I'm Elise. What do you do for a living? What's kind of your, what's the stock answer you give? Ooh, I like that. Um, I would say, well, my first, if they're, if we're together in person, I'm going to show them my Instagram because I'm more of a visual person. It's almost difficult to uh, describe my art, but when I can, I'm going to say I use my iPhone to leverage brand partnerships with tons of companies and agencies, um, all over the world. I've traveled all over the world. Um, I create videos, still images. Um, I am a model too in my own images. (laughs) Uh, so it's been a it's been a fun process. I've worked with Adobe, Adidas, um, over 150 different brands and agencies at this point. I can't. I've always almost forgotten like who I've worked with, like Google, and I mean wow. it's it's across the board. So it's been a fun ride. It's been a long uh, many years. <laughs> I was going to say you're so you're probably looking at near, coming up to ten years doing it. I yes. think because yeah. I, I just watched your talk on Adobe Max. Mm-hmm. So. Um, for those that haven't watched it yet, go and watch Elise's session on Adobe Max because it really, really is good, especially if you love mobile photography, mobile editing, and you are growing up in this world where we have become more mobile and less yes. like sat at a desk in front of an iMac or a you know a computer. Mm-hmm. And, and your Instagram is amazing. I mean, it's so creative and it's <laughs> such you. a like it's just a varied mix of kind of your brain spilling out your your thoughts leave your brain go into a phone then through like some editing and out into instagram and correct and it's it's not just creative it's inspiring as well because it's like you said in your talk you are you're you're turning your thoughts into images and then obviously there's stories behind the some of the images like Mm -hmm. you've got the whole theme with the giraffe that you did (laughs) but i mean it's I think this is modern day photography so uh, a, f- a mutual Absolutely. friend of mine and Alan's a guy called Joe McNally he's been shooting for years I think Joe's just based out of side of New York isn't yeah. he as well Alan. um 
and Joe's been shooting for National Geographic and just ev- everything and everyone. He's had a great career, and yet his most viewed photograph is a picture of his feet that he took at the top of Burj Khalifa. And he said, you know, I've been with, doing with this all, all my life. Yeah, with his <laughs> iPhone and his most viewed photograph is a picture on Instagram. Right. So how have you found, um, has Instagram been the thing that's kind of helped your career, helped the brand work and, and being seen? Absolutely, 100%. Um, and, and it's, in, I mean, that, that story is pretty similar to many of my most successful posts. You know, you don't think that people are going to love it, but they do. And then when you post your most loved thing, no one likes it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's really how it is. But I mean, the, the thing, I've, I've grown up on the internet. Um, I like to call myself a child of the internet. And so uh, my, my successes, my failures, you know, all, all of it has been through there. And so I've, I've somewhat kind of learn to approach it um, within my 30 years uh, of, of trying to be healthy within it. But, you know, initially I was a little bit pressured by, um, you know, gaining so many followers on Instagram initially. When I just started Instagram in 2010 or early 2011, um, I had just been posting selfies, you know, I was just posting pictures of my food and of my cat, you know, and then all of a sudden, I found this, like, small community of iPhone photographers, and, and being a, a graphic designer in my past, uh, I had, I, I designed websites when I was 12, um, I <laughs> taught myself HTMLs and stuff like that, uh, and, and did graphic design and, and gave other people free designs and, 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 and graphics at that age. And so using that kind of mentality, I decided to kind of use that in Instagram. And so I kind of changed and shifted things and, and, and went the surreal route. And so I started using all these different apps that were people had no idea you could do the things I was doing with. Um, I was using like painting apps to uh, meld and, and, and layer different graphics and stuff like that. And so eventually Instagram made me a suggested user and a suggested user at that time is someone who is basically gaining thousands of followers a day because you're on this list where people are signing up and they see your face and you're kind of the, the basis of what Instagram should be. I mean, that's what Instagram is, is making this list for is to kind of inspire people to think outside the box of what you can use Instagram for, you know, you can be an artist, you don't just have to post your life. And so that in itself made me really accountable. And, you know, yeah. having thousands of followers a day, you got to take advantage of it. And so that's what I did. I, I just wanted to be as pre- present as possible with it. Because at the time, I was a college dropout. Um, you know, my parents really didn't understand anything I was doing, because I just felt in my heart that I would rather kind of learn in the streets than in a classroom. And where that came from, I don't know, but it just felt right. And so for me, I just decided to really dedicate myself to teaching myself um, graphic design and, and video and everything I could possibly get my hands on. And so um, through that, I've, I've made a brand for myself on Instagram. And, and like I said, just leveraged that with tons of different brand partnerships. And now I've, you know, traveled the world with Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. I've had dinner with Kanye, you know, I mean, that's, it's very interesting stuff. So you can't, very you, surreal. you never really, it's very surreal, you know, just like my artwork. And so you don't really, you don't imagine that as a broke college dropout with nothing to your name, but a broken iPhone four, you know, but, but thinking of that now that's where my intention is is just to teach people and show people that you don't need all this expensive stuff to create for yourself you can use these free apps you can use these free platforms to 
build a brand and a business. And look, and also as well, I guess the pressure kind of grows because <laughs> in the beginning, like you say, oh, picture of my cat, picture of my breakfast, picture of me. <laughs> now you've got 280,000 people yeah. watching you. You are now a, a, like a, a, an Instagram inspiration i don't like the word influencer so much but you're an instagram yeah, is, inspiration yeah. mm-hmm. but but you are influential mm-hmm. now do you kind of feel a bit more like i have to be more careful mm-hmm. what i'm posting and obviously because you've got brand partnerships you, you have to line up with those <laughs> but uh, I, I mean the, the pressure <laughs> for sure i mean there's a ton of pressure to to backtrack a little bit i used to be a rapper actually so i have a, a song out in a music video called drugs and i actually did a partnership it's, it's just weed and smoking or whatever but yeah. um i did a partnership with coach specifically and i remember like it was in like 2004 13 it was years after i had been a rapper and they found my music video and they were like <laughs> uh sorry we can't do this gig anymore because our top guy saw that you you know have this thing and i it was one of the first times in my mind i was uh... like wow this is pretty serious huh like i didn't realize that this was <laughs> happening and ever since then i mean i've never had that happen since then I've been really proud of my rap career and everything there's no regrets but it's just i think I, 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 it gave me kind of like a self value, you know, almost where I don't want to change myself for a brand or someone to work with me. And I think when it comes to brand partnerships, it's a 50 50 situation and you want to make sure that you're being yourself, but you're also sharing a message. And, um, you know, through a lot of these 10 years, I have figured out the ups and downs. Not every single partnership has been a success and has been a confident, you know, outcome. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I felt like I maybe said yes to something that maybe I shouldn't have said yes to, but I learned a ton from that. Or, um, you know, I just, I guess the pressure of creating things that people expect you to do, uh, which I think... I've changed a lot because now I think the the cool part about where I'm at now is I have said yes to to a lot of things and I have thought I think that that's what made me so successful now is that I know what's going to work and I know what's not because I've allowed myself to try everything. So um, there's been a lot of embarrassment and there's been a lot of, you know, times where I felt like it is what it is. You just, you just got to move on. And that's why I've, I've literally been practicing my self-care for the last five years. Um, I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. I meditate. I read. I write. Um, I, I do yoga. I work out. I'm like all about just knowing how my brain works, how my body works, so that when I do come into these situations like I have in the past, you know, I don't come with anger. I don't come with impatience. I don't come mm. with, you know, fear. I mean, fear is always going to be there, but it comes with a little bit of uh, a different mindset so uh growing with the internet in that way just to, to come back around i think i've grown with the internet in a way where i've i've had to you know make sure that i'm practicing how i use the internet in a, in the right way you know, you, yeah because yeah i think you've it, grown up with, with not just the internet but you've grown up with social media exploding yes. um, part of the internet because <laughs> i go back to the internet where i had to take a phone and dial up and stick the phone on and it made a noise and then seven hours right. later whatever you were downloading you know three pages of text showed up you know the original version of the internet because i'm very old amazing yes but watching <laughs> the last 10 years uh instagram facebook myspace all those things like 
I remember the first person who told me to get on Instagram and I just, I was like, no, I don't take pictures with my phone. I, I literally, I told her no. I said, I don't take pictures with my phone. I'm not going to go through the hassle of sharing it. I, my phone is my phone. And at the time Absolutely. it was literally a flip phone. Um, right. And then I watched it pass me by. And I, I, I literally just like, so one day I woke up and I realized, holy moly, look at all the stuff that's happening. And I just, I'm like, I really felt like the old person who had just let it go by. And um, I got, I'm on that's Instagram. That's how I feel about and, TikTok. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about TikTok. Um, I, and I did get on Instagram sooner, you know, finally at some point, And I have actually gotten work through it. Like I can literally go, oh, wow, they saw that and called about this. And, and exactly. it was exactly because it was, it was so much more about the images than it was about anything else it was so image centric that it was so great but i want to know how you started with an iphone 4 and realized you could do stuff other than just taking pictures i was frustrated with the original (laughs) iphones i was frustrated with the camera because the limitations were right compared to my other cameras that i was so used to using it felt like it was not real yeah i mean that makes perfect sense I mean, coming from, I love that you use the word limitations, because for me, I think that even comes back to my Adobe talk. Like I just use my limitations to my advantage, you know, just, I think just, especially with people commenting on my work, like when are you going to get a real camera? When are you going to do this? iPhone only sucks, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there was a definitely a weird point in time where photographers who used real cameras, you know, quote unquote, they thought that what I did wasn't wasn't photography work. And, um, I think that, you know, I, I just, I love what I do and beyond the limitations of it. I think that there's something really magical there for people who don't have access to a lot of that stuff. And so that's why I keep pushing the envelope for it. And that's why I hope that I can be the face for it, you know, and that's why I keep, companies like Adobe accountable. That's why I keep all these apps accountable because I don't want it to let up because I see that there's a future there. Uh, yeah, and the accessibility for younger yeah. people who who what who are too scared to try things because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I'm never going to be that person or I'm right. never going to be that. And they put the pressure on themselves to like I want to be Elise Swopes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that Elise Swopes took, took a long from time. the age of 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even now you're only 30. And, right. and like you said about TikTok, it was funny because I had this conversation the other day because someone sent me a link and it was TikTok. So I thought, oh, let's have a look. And it, was a, it, it wasn't even a silly thing. It was just like a teaching thing. So I signed up TikTok and I was like, oh, man, I don't really want to be on there. And then I realized my TikTok feed is... People teaching me how to cook, how to use Excel, yeah. how to uh, how to woodwork, and and the conversation I had was, oh yeah, but when I first saw TikTok, I just thought, oh, it's eleven year olds dancing in front right. of the camera, and they said, but think think about social media going back to MySpace, mm-hmm. obviously when everyone's friend was Tom doing that, looking around. <laughs> um, it's for kids. Oh, uh, Facebook is for students. It's for mm-hmm. kids. Instagram is for kids. Right. Snapchat for kids. Vines for kids. TikToks for kids. I'm, I remember seeing Gary V constantly <laughs> uh, going on about you got you got to be on TikTok. You got to be on TikTok. You got to right. be on TikTok. And it's like, where's he coming from? Now TikTok <laughs> is the is the social media of the pandemic. Yeah. And I can't now. I can't listen to a song on the radio without somebody dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Blinding lights by the weekend. Everyone doing yeah. 
I swear. But it, have you, have you, um, I mean, obviously when you're saying about Instagram, I'd, I'd written down compromise uh, and authenticity. And that is something like you say, as that pressure comes on what you're expected to do, you uh, you are an authentic person. You need mm-hmm. to be who you are mm-hmm. because that's who you, you know, you've, you've got this from being who you are and the compromising of, okay, I've got to satisfy Adidas, but I've also got to satisfy Adobe and I've got to right. satisfy these. And you get that thing where it's some marketing exec is going, yeah, get at least to do a giraffe with a Rolex hanging off its <laughs> neck. And, and, and you've got to kind of go, okay, well, you know, there's a payday here or there's me being, me being me yeah I think that's that's a com- it must be a tough conversation where you have to be look that's not who I am it's yeah it's definitely a tough conversation uh that authenticity starts in the gut you know it starts in that weird instinctual feeling where you're like nah I don't think I'm gonna do that and I've had a couple emails this week just like that you know you just kind of be like well you know the cash is there but is the I mean how do I feel about it are the feelings there are the emotions there um, but I also, you know, I, I, you know, he was talking about uh, treating Instagram like her po- portfolio. I think that that's exactly what I've been doing too, is being really individualistic about my projects and my posts and my approach. Is um, sometimes people will ask me, you know, like, what's your Instagram theme? How does everything fit so well together? Well, the reason why it fits so well together is because I just love everything I do. But, um, but I also think that in each project, I treat it like an individual project. And I just treat it so that it's not so much that I'm, I have to appease to everyone or everyone that I've ever worked with or everyone that follows me. It's just that I'm trying to get this idea out and make it successful and then move on because there's going to be someone or an agency or a brand out there that thinks that idea or whatever that is, is, is interesting. So I don't want to limit myself to exactly what people expect from me all the time or what brands Mm. expect from me or even what I expect from me. So I sometimes like to challenge myself in that way to kind of say yes and figure it out later, because there's a ton of projects that I have done that I have, I mean, especially when I flew to the Maldives with Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, I, I, when they asked me to film the TV commercial or the, the the water commercial for her, I was like, I have never shot a commercial before. And I didn't tell them that, but I, I said, yes, <laughs> you know, and I just, I, I learned and I studied and I practiced like all before then. And that's how my whole career has been is it's not about, you know, knowing exactly what you're going to do right when you step in. It's just about being present and aware in that moment so that you can bring your best self so that you can, you know, at least be, confident enough to do and, and and accomplish it so that's that's really my whole approach at this point yeah I like that energy I was talking to a designer tonight I said mm-hmm. I wish I could harness the energy that I have <laughs> running through my veins when I'm right at the end of procrastinating yeah. and I have to hit the deadline <laughs> if yeah. I could capture if I could capture that oh. last hour before the deadline and take all of that and be like that all the time I right. would be an absolute machine <laughs> I swear it is, it is that you know the the preparation and, and planning and one one of the things that I know you highlighted in the Davy Max that we talk a lot about on the podcast that often leads to work are personal projects yes is that you do your own thing 
which allows your personality to come out mm-hmm. and then someone identifies with that and they see an opportunity and then you're able to still keep your project going exactly. but you but that relationship yeah. enables you to think outside the box to mm-hmm. think okay where can I push this in that direction for that and your Instagram one of the things I like about it is when you see artists who have a style or a look, mm-hmm. it's it you can tell their Instagram is curated very yours is very eclectic. <laughs> yes. I mean yours is yours is you. Yes. It's like one minute it's a scene, one minute it's a draft, one minute it's it's you, it's a building. It's it's so good that every picture makes you stop and have a look and, and go, good. I wonder what that's about. I wonder what that's about. I wonder and that's the thing I love that I get like getting lost in Instagram. That's is cool. when you find a really yeah. good feed and you go, oh, I wonder what they where they went. I wonder how they did that. I wonder how <laughs> it's like with Casey Neistat videos. I love the yeah. I, you've just done a five minute video about your new skateboard, but what I love watching <laughs> with his stuff is yeah. how he edits. Yeah, he's cool, it's man. That, yeah. So um, so talking about the mobile, obviously you you're because you're creating on mm-hmm. on the devices. You started on a broken iPhone four, and obviously yes. we're now just about to see the twelve Pro Max release this week. Which yeah. I'm sure you've probably already seen. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got it. The countdown. How have you um? How have you found the evolution of the technology alongside the evolution of your creativity? I know it sounds like a really, <laughs> like, oh, that's a bit of a question. But the, the, the technology does change the way you shoot. You know, you mm-hmm. can do bigger pictures now than you could with that four. Right. Um, the app, the Look at the apps now. So I remember someone saying, why, why can't Photoshop... Like I, I've got an app on my phone for ninety nine cents that yeah. can create this really cool thing. Why can't I do it in Photoshop? Right. <laughs> so now, like, so now you've got all these apps uh, coming out. I mean, do you, mm-hmm. do you have do you have a like a favorite go to bunch? I know you've done some cinemagraph stuff mm-hmm. where you did the waterfall in New York, but mm-hmm. do you want to talk about any particular ones that have you've found that are really useful to you? Yeah, of course. Um, I, well, there's one that I've been using for 10 years. It's called Art Studio. Um, it's it's basically like a Photoshop for the phone. It's it's pretty ugly looking, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but it does the job. <laughs> so there's two versions. There's an old version and there's a new one. I like the old one. Um, some people like the new, some people like the old, but I like the older one. Um, and it's it's been my backbone. It's been my ride or die. Uh, and it's uh, I mean, it's, it, it'll allow you to do whatever you want as far as um, layering and masking, but there's limitations, unfortunately, with how many layers you can do, with how big your file size can be. And that is something that has, uh, you know, held me back somewhat in, in not many cases, but in certain ones. And I think the cool part about what Adobe is doing lately is is building apps that have unlimited layers, which is absolutely unheard of. So once, you know, I've been doing a lot of projects as of recent with the iPad. People love me editing on the iPad, but that's not how I create. And a lot of people are putting app forward with the iPad. But I think that once Adobe has Photoshop on the phone, that's when I'm gonna I'm gonna be really, really hyped because unlimited layers on the phone is something that I have never seen and I'm really excited about. But um, I also use uh, a ton of Brain Fever media apps. Um, I've got a big announcement coming up actually uh, with something with them. This is the first time I've been talking about it, so. Uh, okay. But, <laughs> can't share anymore. <laughs> 
but okay. um, but they're a really really great app company, and they've got a bunch of apps like LensLight. Um, they've got Reflect. Uh, they got Circular, um, which are just some really cool surreal uh, apps that you can you know just just have fun with. The coolest part about mobile editing and designing is that. There's a redo and an undo button. Save your art. Export it. <laughs> you know, like sit, clear the board. You know, like it's not like a paint and a, a, a you know paint and a and a canvas. You know, you got to spend a ton of money on it's. It's free and it's it's unlimited. And you should just allow yourself to press buttons, touch things, see what they do because that's how most, if not all, of my work has been created. There's this wavy building edit that I do. Yeah. Uh, which was yeah. completely done on accident with one of the apps that I use. And uh, it's, I think that, you know, it, it, that's what it's all about is just testing things out and seeing what happens and don't limit yourself to, you know, what you already know, but just, you know, see the possibilities and what you don't. That's, that's yeah. really, do you, do you, on, that's really part of the digital part that, that was very yeah. hard for me to get because as a, as a <laughs> photographer, I started with film and yes. with every frame I took, there was a cost involved, the literal, like this is going to cost me money every time I right. press the button because it costs yeah. for film, it costs to develop, <laughs> it costs to go to the darkroom. All those things really cost. And the big advantage about digital when it, when it first came out, you know, was that you could just do it a million times. It didn't matter. Exactly. There was no like once you bought the damn thing, it was like you could really <laughs> just keep going. Um, now I'm sitting surrounded by hard drives full of digital images <laughs> and a garage full of slides. But um when did you, when was that like, um, was it the, when the apps got on the phone, when you were like, I, I'm still trying to get around, like, do you look at something and take the picture and know <laughs> in your head what you're going to do to it? Or do you take something and then you kind of, as you're looking at it longer and longer, you're like, what if I just did this? And <laughs> It's all, it's all over the place. Honestly, the thing about creativity, what I've been studying is the harder you think about something, the less the brain wants to be creative. And uh, when I'm just sitting around doing nothing and at my most relaxed state, it's when random stuff comes up. So sometimes I may be walking around and I'll see something that speaks to me and I'll shoot it. And it, maybe there's some empty space there and I already know what I'm going to do. Or maybe I don't and I just save it for later. I've got a huge folder on my phone of stock images. I've got 110,000 photos on my phone. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> um, I've got 70,000 on mine. And when yep. I tell people that, they're like, what? So yeah, but... If you went through it, you'd go, why did you take a picture of that? It's like, I don't know, but it was a really cool texture. Or exactly. it was a really it was a letter on a mm -hmm. sign that just had a really cool drop shadow or and and I'll come back to it and quite often I'll go back through my phone and forget the stuff I've taken. Yep. And I think, Oh, I can do something yes. with that and then pull it back in. Exactly. It's great. Exactly. And it's all there. Mm -hmm. it, it's all there in your hand. It's that perfect. you can be on a train, a bus and think Oh, just the next 30 minutes, I'm going to pull out an image and try something. Exactly. I wonder what would happen if I clicked on that. Exactly. Exactly. You, See, that that's most of the time. But other times I might, honestly, I'll be like, oh, I haven't done an edit of a giraffe in a while. Or I haven't done a waterfall or whatever. I will go out and, and look for certain scenes and certain scenarios that will fit that. So um, it just depends on, on what's happening. Do you prefer the limitation of keeping to the phone rather than like because you can go to a 12.9 inch ipad pro yeah it's effectively sat in front of a laptop so do yeah. you prefer kind of no it's no so I'm, big. I, yeah i'm staying with the phone because <laughs> i like the kind of restriction but yes. also 
the the more compact, the more creative, the more creative I can be with it because I can uh, really push it. Exactly. I think. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be hundred percent with you. I'm uncomfortable almost editing in Photoshop for desktop. <laughs> That's how far <laughs> along I've gotten at this point, where I am a hundred million percent more confident with editing on my phone than anything else because it's just second nature. It's it's how my my hands work, my fingers work, everything about it. It just makes sense. Even when I pick up a brand new app, I can figure it out in a second because it, it's just the way that it's built and the way my hands work and the way that I have have created my mindset with mobile but well, sometimes when I'll get on my computer I'm like how does a mouse work like what because like, <laughs> I'm just so used to using my hands as my tool brush um, but and even with the iPad it's just so big and there's I can't you know I'll hold my phone up right now I, mean, I know people can't see it in the podcast but you know when I'm holding my phone up I like twisting it and turning it and moving it upside down and getting and zooming and stuff and I can't do that with anything else in the most comfortable way and so that you know that's the biggest plus on phones to me yeah i like uh, i saw something this week where somebody was talking about the way you hold your phone yeah. and the way we the way we consume so back in the day like we used to be uh, you can't see me but you hold your thumb and your finger up and say give me a call now people like hold do that they right pretend they're holding up a rectangle <laughs> it's like oh yeah give me a call and obviously we turn it sideways to watch video uh-huh. um but i was watching uh, a uk guy jeremy lynch who mm-hmm. was also at adobe max and he yeah. was talking about how that now that the way people consume tiktok mm-hmm. more people are recording video in portrait yes. than landscape and and then it's the timing of it it's like now people are so creative in one minute yes. and vine was 15 seconds yeah. and <laughs> So it's, I think it's cool that that mobile world is not only like Alan would go, you know, prepare for a, a shoot, go to the local, because Alan shoots for the San Diego, um, it's called the Pachanga Arena, or it's it was sports when, arena. when there were concerts, sports That's arena. Cool. <laughs> and you put in all that preparation, whereas now it's kind of that quick instant. I've got, I've got to be creative in 15 seconds. I've yeah. got to be creative in one minute. Mm-hmm. And man alive, there are some amazing content creators <laughs> who are churning stuff out in one minute that's more yes. interesting than, than a whole series of a tv show i know isn't that unbelievable i mean even for me especially as a creative who likes to sit down conceptualize study the brand study the history study what my purpose is and then give myself some breathing room for creativity sometimes it breaks my heart when i see someone like post a selfie and they're like hey you know hashtag ad and i just like conceptualize this entire thing and i hired a video team and like all this stuff and they're just kind of like why am i even trying but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's the long term for me, to be honest. It's that's how my soul feels. It's how I just need to make things right. And I can't just, you know, I, I can't just put stuff out that doesn't have um, just an actual, like, purpose or intention behind it. How have you found, obviously, now that you've done this and you've become you've probably had your purple, like, more fame mm-hmm. uh, over the last two years um that that I've been looking at your work you're now in demand and now there's more eyes on you how have you found adapting to because I I, I started teaching late Alan's also been teaching at events at a event called Photoshop World and this is like my Easy. first Adobe Max getting up on stage and talking to people you don't know is 
can be really scary and daunting. And now you're probably doing radio interviews, TV interviews, <laughs> live events. How how did you find that transition? Because you're young and got a ton of energy, so that yeah. kind of helps anyway. <laughs> it does. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've always kind of been a, somewhat of a ham since I've been a kid, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not that surprising. I've always been in front of the camera. I've never been shy. I used to do, like, you know, uh, just, like, uh, uh, talent shows and stuff like that, dancing in front. I mean, oh, wow. I was I, – and I, I had I, – I, the same amount of – followers that I have on Instagram, I had about friends on, on MySpace. So I was selling MySpace layouts, you know, I was trying to, I mean, I'm building a brand for myself. So either way it was, it was the internet or something else. But, um, uh, um, you know, when it comes to the, the, the fame aspect, um, it's something that, I don't let it get to my head and I also stay humble with all the time because as much as people will say, you know, cause I, I do writing every day and I've been writing uh, for about three years and I'll post those to my story and they're just affirmations, you know, helpful kind of reminders, positive reminders. And a lot of people look forward to them a lot. And a lot of people will say, you know, you've changed my life and um, you know, you've helped you, you, you've made me go to school for photography, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's really not about me being this person who's like spectacular or different. It's really just me sharing my authentic story to allow other people to do the same. You know, I, that, that's it for me. It's, it's how can I share everything that I know without being a gatekeeper and, and just allowing people to not have to copy me, but just to, mm. to, to use that that my to use me as an example you know I don't like to be preachy I don't like to pressure people I don't like to to do anything I'm vegan you know I I <laughs> there's a ton of stuff that I don't have to be like yelling about all the time but I think the best thing for me is just leading by example through my podcast through my writing through the way that I work through the way that I do things so that people can be kind to one another to be kind to themselves because that's how this world is going to change by not all the other outside stuff, but just starting with who we are and how we treat other people. That's um, and obviously you now do the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I was because I wanted to go and normally what I do with guests is I go and listen to two or three interviews <laughs> that they've done, and then there are some guests I don't want to because I don't want to know all that <laughs> yeah. stuff beforehand. I want to I'm like ask you as a genuinely interested fan of your work. Yeah. So uh, and obviously you've been doing the podcast this mm -hmm. year as well, mm -hmm. which is. Uh, I'm going to get it wrong now. It's so 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 dope. So dope. Mm -hmm. so dope. That's it. Um, it sounds really therapeutic because <laughs> we were saying off air about I've had I've done a couple of episodes of the podcast mm -hmm. on my own, mm -hmm. and it once you start going and start letting your thoughts out, mm -hmm. it actually becomes a stream of consciousness where it's just going, and you oh crack it's 45 minutes. Right. Yep. I mean. <laughs> When I listened to, I listened to yours the other day on the way to taking my son to the hospital where he works, and it just sounded like such a therapeutic thing for you that mm -hmm. you. I like that the the theme is this and that and yes. that. Yes. All of your episodes are three things. <laughs> yes. Um, I believe in the power of threes for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Uh, was that just something you thought, okay, I'm writing, I need I need another platform to, to get this stuff out of my... Absolutely. Because speaking it is sometimes easier than writing it because writing so much slower. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially being someone, 
you know, who's known through the internet, things can get lost in translation through tweets or whatever. And that's why I also like to record my, my daily reminders on my Instagram too. So um, I started recording my daily reminders first and then people were like, I like your voice a lot. I like the way you speak. I like the way you say things. So it gave me confidence to start the podcast. But at first, I'll be honest, my first episode, I like recorded it on my laptop. I was like two glasses of wine deep. I was so nervous <laughs> because I just, I just felt like I, don't, I just don't know what I was trying to accomplish or who I was speaking to or what I was even trying to do. But, you know, 32 episodes in at this point, I'm starting to realize that the episode episodes, like you said, are, are, are really just a study for me to kind of think about, you know, what's going on in my life? What story can I share? What can I study beyond further than than what everyone else is talking about on the internet? How can we, we, we bring this conversation to a different level? And I also, I, I give away a lot of my secrets with business on there. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I personally think I need to work on. So I'll study it. I'll read a book and then I'll talk about it, share a bunch of the tips I learned. Um, and that's really, I mean, that's it at the end of the day is just trying to better myself and better other people. And that's the weird thing with the podcast is mm -hmm. when, when we started it, uh, it's now two and a half years in. Amazing. Um, it was to talk to our friends. Yeah. It's just, it started <laughs> off with, um, Glenn, who uh, so it's me, Glenn and Alan, and it was originally me and Glenn, who's also a photographer, Glenn Dewis, and uh, it was just really an excuse for us to talk to each other anyway, and then talk to our industry fans, and and it kind of rolled on from that. It was a very deliberate thing. Do, do you think anything would have from what you've done this year? Do you think anything would have changed were we not living in the time that we live in? Like, do you think maybe would the podcast have not started this year? had it not been for the pandemic, would it maybe been something you've done later on or because you've had the downtime have you, as your kind of your mind shifted in what you do because of the restrictions of what Ooh, we can do? Yeah. Oh man. I, in the weirdest way, I am so grateful for this pandemic. Um, it slowed me down. It made me realize what I really want and made me a lot more intentional um, I started 3D design. Um, I started getting more into video editing. I mean, I, there's so many things. I started editing my book. Finally, I got a copywriter making my book. You know, it's been years since I've been thinking about that. Um, there's a ton of stuff that was on my list of to-dos that I felt like I finally had more intention with, more purpose with, because I don't know what it is, but it, something about this kind of reminded us that we're alive, you know, reminded us about where we're headed, what's important, who we're here for. And I realized that I had to think a little bit further than, you know, as much as I wanted to be present, I had to think a bit further of my vision on, on who I wanted to be because every day can't be aimless, you know, and that, and, and that aimlessness for me sometimes come, I mean, it, it, it makes me distracted or it makes me compare myself with other people. And so when I, when I think of this vision on who I want to be in the far future of who I want to retire as, what kind of stuff, you know, who like, just what kind of feelings I want to have and what kind of peace will I get with that? And, and that to me now is, is what has allowed me to do my 3d, do the podcast, all that stuff, because it, and do my mentoring too. I started a mentee program where I have uh, 15 mentees and I've been mentoring them for almost a year now and that I mean that kind of stuff is is uh, 
I mean, that's it. That's, that's it for me. I mean, that's what's going to get me to that vision that I want to get to. And it's not about, you know, doing stuff that's popular anymore. It's not about, you know, doing it, keeping up with whatever, you know, just because it worked for someone else. I mean, it's really just about building the foundation for my, my vision and my building, you know? Yeah. I, I noticed the thing with COVID speaking to guests and speaking to my peers Mm -hmm. is that you're right everyone was like traveling at a thousand miles an hour every day and not really kind of looking around they was Mm -hmm. just always looking forward always going forward now the pandemic is right whack the brakes on (laughs) and everyone's now got the opportunity to move slower and be more deliberate about what they do (laughs) because a the restrict like this is the first year since 2012 Mm -hmm. i've not been to america Uh, and I've really missed it. This time last year, I was at Allen's. I spent my birthday mm. at Allen's because that was like uh, Max was last year. Day on. Was... Yeah, my birthday was Sunday, so mm. I was at Allen's. I shared my birthday there. We went to Adobe Max. Uh, you, you were there. Yeah. Um, it was just like when I think to the travelling I did last year. This year, I've done no travelling. I've spent more time at home with the kids. I've, I'm working from home permanently. Mm. I was I was spending 24 hours a week in a car driving to the office. Mm it really does give you a mind shift of how you can use that time yeah and you and and take time to relax absolutely take time to step away from the computer to take time to step away and you know be creative in your own thoughts rather than having to have technology in front of you and it few people have been felt guilty for saying that they felt they've done good out of the pandemic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because obviously it's a horrible thing but of course I think as time's gone on, but a lot of people have realised actually, this has been a good thing. Mm-hmm. If there's a if there's a, if there's a silver lining to a very dark cloud, absolutely, it's been time to reflect and think about your health, your mindset, mental mm-hmm. health, helping others, yeah, um, checking checking in on people, and I think that's something you embrace really well from looking at your work and listening to you that that comes naturally to you you're a you're a helping person (laughs) yeah absolutely I I mean even from my own personal experience of my life you know my greatest downfalls have helped me gain perspective it's helped me gain a gratitude that I don't think I could have had otherwise and so you know sometimes we have to be grateful for those really low weird problematic moments because they make us see you know things for what they really are and so you know as as, as sad and unfortunate as all the deaths have been, you know, I think it's really important for us to, to take this moment to slow down and to really internalize what we're really trying to do on, on, on this earth. Yeah, definitely. Who was obviously talking about where you are now and like not the fame so much, but the notoriety or, <laughs> or where we are. Who And you, you are now a role model and you've had yeah. this time, you've, you've, you've had this year where you've, done different things more more eyes on you who inspired 10 year old Elise and 20 year old Elise who was who were you looking up to at that time oh man that's a such a great question because I'm I and I'm gonna be a hundred percent with you I was so I've always been really in my own head for a very long time even when I was younger um I have always had this this like vision of becoming like a singer or an actress or something, you know, just like this vision. I don't know what it was, but it was always something, but, but it was never, uh, it was never the graphic design. It was never like, um, how can I, you know, use this love for like art to, 
be something great. And so as a, as a 10 year old, I think, you know, my love for like Spice Girls or like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like that kind of stuff was really high. Um, and, and, and I was also really, uh, I was really just distracted by like emotions and I wasn't really good at kind of like just handling outside things I had a lot of just like um I was also homeschooled until I was in fifth grade and so that kind of made me also the person who like drops out of college the first semester thinking I don't need school (laughs) because I could teach myself that's kind of the mentality I'd always always had is just kind of like I guess being on my lonesome and figuring out on my own and paving the way by being a little bit different and I guess that's where that comes from and it still is to this day is there isn't anyone that like shoots out to me I love my parents god bless them they're like my you know heroes for you know that's it that's it but like at the same time it's like I don't know who has made me feel like I'm heard you know that I feel like someone has there's a book on like what I'm doing you know I feel like every day I am putting on like a different suit that I've never seen before. You know, like it's, it's, I, I think that I am always in a competition with myself to see how much, how much further I can push myself to study and to educate myself and to push the boundaries of what's not expected. And, uh, that's, I guess that's where a lot of what I do comes from is, I mean, there, there, there isn't much inspiration behind it as much as there's motivation to just move past the mistakes I've had, the the failures, the mess ups, the mistakes, you know, I just kind of always look at those things in a, in a positive way somewhat and recreate it and use it to my advantage. That's a great answer because I, I know when you speak to people and they're, and they're like, Oh yeah, I just, I've got this bookshelf behind me and these 20 <laughs> books and I've read all of them. And uh, you know, I want to be Tim Ferriss. I want to be right. Gary V. I want to be right. and it's that whole, no, don't, don't want to be them. Be you. And you can draw from those mm-hmm. things to help, to help guide you along, like having the, the lanes up at the bowling alley. Yes. No, you be, you be the bowling ball. You keep an eye on that, but, but let Tim Ferriss and Gary be the bumpers back in. Yes. Oh no, you're going off. Here's a good bit of advice. Be that person. And I think it's good to kind of, be brave in it. I like. I know the the word brave and heroes are, oh, are kind true. of overused, but but I think it's good to be brave mm-hmm. to stick to your own uh, kind of thought process. Like this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be distracted by the noise. I was going to ask you about because I've written down education. And I'm glad <laughs> you got onto that because you know I'm traditional old school. Mm-hmm. You know I went to school. I left school at 16. I went straight <laughs> to work. Worked for my dad in an engineering <laughs> factory. Yeah. Um, education today like you said you were homeschooled you dropped out of college personally I think you know now my two girls are at school they're 11 and 12 Mm -hmm. um it's really weird seeing what they're still taught when you look at some when you look at a 12 year you know a four-year-old's a millionaire on YouTube unpacking toys a 12-year-old's a millionaire owns a business and and they're there's YouTube influencers, Instagram influencers. There's people creating content on Twitch. Um, you know, my daughter watches somebody who plays Minecraft, mm-hmm. uh, Dan TDM, and he's worth like $17 million. Yeah. None of this gets taught at school. 
none of this stuff and yet this is what people this is what the kids they're not no. leaving to be a lawyer an accountant and a secretary no. <laughs> and, because that that's not the world we're in. Right. of course there are still they're those still, jobs yeah of course and it's because their but, parents and that inspiration behind that's yeah that's a whole another exactly. conversation but absolutely so when you get asked about when some when some kid asks that question, mm-hmm. should I drop out of college? Should, you know, the hardest question in the world because their parents are going to be very. At least, yeah. like, who do you think you are <laughs> telling my kid? Um, I personally think I I just wish the education system yes. would embrace the 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 things that people like young people need to know today because they are becoming business owners mm-hmm. at fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. and they don't know any of that no. stuff. And they're not teaching it at school. They're not teaching it at college. No. Nope. You know, and, and a lot of people, when you speak to them, they say, well, I'm self-taught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, I'm self-taught and successful. I'm self-taught and I made $100,000 last year. Right, you know, it's, right. It's, it's, that whole education thing is so crazy. And, you know, you're a perfect example of mm-hmm. you've, but you've been you. Right. You, you've been you and... and I'll be, I mean, I'll be honest, it hasn't been without a lot of struggle and a lot of sacrifice, Mm. you know, being a college dropout for those four years, watching all my friends graduate around me, getting jobs, being really successful, you know, parent, their parents are proud of them. I mean, there's going to be a lot of questioning and a lot of failure initially where you're going to question, did I make the right choice? And that's something you're going to need to think about. I mean, that's what I tell people at least is, you know, think about what's going to be worth that struggle and think about what you're, you're going to need to prove to people. Um, and, and that's it at the end of the day, I think education is necessary in certain forms, obviously lawyers, doctors, all that kind of stuff, Mm. but the system needs to be changed. And that's why I was homeschooled until I was, you know, at that age, because my, my dad's a teacher. He, um, he taught me at home and he's, he's still a teacher to this day. He teaches kids with behavior disorders and he's, he's so patient, so understanding and believes that the system is absolutely corrupt and broken. And I believe the same thing. And that's why he, you know, takes it into his own hands to make sure that kids are educated in the right way. And I, I think we've got a long way to go when it comes to educating about, you know, mental health, about um, how to how to pay taxes, how to build your business, how to take care, I mean, self-care, you know, just all types of little things here and there that people aren't really taught beyond learning a science experiment or f equals whatever whatever it's like (laughs) you know you gotta learn that stuff the hard way unfortunately and that's what i think a lot of those years were for me was learning the hard way um and it's not gonna be easy you know choosing your own way whatsoever so you know school or not you're you're gonna learn what works for you and what doesn't and um I I don't I I would never say that someone shouldn't go to school. I just think that no, people no. should absolutely trust their gut and listen to their gut because that's the long term. You know, all the other stuff is is really short term to me. You know, all the pressure, all the things that people expect of us, expectations to me are short term. But but your 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 goal, your heart, your instinct that that stuff is is different, and that's what's really going to make you last. And so. Like I said, there's gonna be a lot of struggle and a lot of question and a lot of and a lot of broke, you know, <laughs> but uh, and a lot of different random jobs to say yes to. But that's what's gonna get you to that place of trusting yourself and believing in yourself because you're the one who's gonna need to be consistent and accountable through all those questions and concerns. 
So, yeah, you need a willingness to learn rather than a sense mm-hmm. of entitlement as well. Yes. And that's something you see a lot of is people like, I want that thing over there. See? Ooh, but that, this, is, yeah. this is important because I actually talk about this because I've, I realized, I mean, there's a ton of people I came up with on Instagram who we were all in the same suggested user list, you know, whatever. And sometimes, um, you know, when it came to a lot of the, the situational things with hashtag ads at first, you know, I, like I said, I used to say yes and figure it out later. So it was a lot of projects I say yes to that a lot of my friends on Instagram who were suggesting as well, who would have said no to it. And I think a lot of people almost limited themselves in a way because they were so, they didn't want to humble themselves to learn or to be different or to step outside the box. And they, I mean, a lot of them now, not to say that, you know, it's, they've, they, they're unhappy or whatever, but a lot of them, they're not in the influencer space. They, they've taken, you know, nine to five jobs. They've, they've changed the, the, the way that they think about their artistry, what they could have been because they, they were almost so just so like cocky and ego driven and who they thought they were, who they could be, Mm. you know? But like, for me, I was always like, not so much I'm nobody, but I, I was nobody. Like, and that's how I yeah. always began with it and started with it was, and that's how I still am, you know, to give myself the opportunity and the possibilities. Yeah. If you were stood in the middle of a desert or a jungle now, you're nobody. We're, 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 we're only, we're, we're only like within our bubble, within mm-hmm. our circle. Like if I, if I tell my mum about Aaron Draplin, <laughs> she, she's like, who? <laughs> um, <laughs> But if I if I say to her about Sammy Davis Jr., she's yeah. like, oh yeah, I know everything about him. Right. But yeah, it's like in within our own industries, mm-hmm. within the circles that we mix, it's you know, I, it, we, we get those little wins where mm-hmm. you get asked to do something, you get asked to teach, you get asked to be something, and it's it is a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. But you do have that thing of well, you know, who am I? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you are. You're special. Always be confident in that, man. Every opportunity is is a is the the time to present yourself. The present moment is all we have. Now is it. That is it. Is mm. all. There is no future. There is no nothing. And so just take advantage of where you are because that's life. That's what's going to bring you to your next step. Don't hold out. How are you I, How are you looking forward? Oh, yeah, sorry. Did you yeah, ask yeah, that? Because I'm, I'm fascinated by this homeschooling and the support <laughs> that your parents gave you because yeah. had I dropped out of college a month or a semester or a term, um, I would not be sitting here. I would just be dead and buried somewhere. You know, that, that was never, that was never an actually an option with my parents. And yet they're very loving and supportive family. I grew up with, you know, everything that I wanted. Um, so at what point did your, did they look and see what you were doing and go, Whoa, she's actually, this is her bliss. She has, she has figured it out by herself that stupid broken iphone 4 has transformed her world you know and because my my dad still to this point you know he still calls me up on his iphone to have me explain to him how to use his iphone so there's <laughs> there's a generational thing going on and right um and i'm probably older than your your parents but uh i'm just wondering when they decided that wow this was something that they they were like we've let her run her course and she's doing amazing the, you know the parents only care when they have to stop sending you money honestly <laughs> i'm gonna keep it a hundred that's a good point that's um you know i think that's it I, I but also you know i think it's also the the 
like people telling them how cool it is what I do. You know, people don't, I think my parents didn't really realize what I was doing until I spoke at like the Apple store or like, you know, I went on vacation with Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. Like that to them makes them think I'm doing something when in reality, I feel like I've been doing something for a long time. But sometimes, you know, that's just how the world works is you just have to understand that people are, are going to just think that you're doing something, I guess, when there's some kind of attachment to like worldly popularity. But that's not that's not how I consider my success. My success to me is my peace when I wake up every morning and my parents have seen me be completely unhappy. They've seen me um I mean, I'll be completely transparent. You know, I, I've been to a psych ward. I had a situation where I was super addicted to Adderall and I was prescribed to um, Xanax and Adderall and for my anxiety and depression or whatever and and whatever else I was dealing with. And I got carried away with it. And so I had a situation where I was just so depressed and like suicidal and just weird and and and, and not myself at all. And I think that when your parents see you in such a, a difficult mental space, all the business and all that stuff, it doesn't really matter anymore. And when you get to a place where you are super healthy, where I am now, I think that's most important to them is seeing that my business is good by the way that I'm healthy, you know? And so they've seen me be successful and unhealthy and, and that, really wasn't worth it and so now it's it just it just feels good to feel good more than anything and you've got a contract you've got something something to compare at least today to to the dark times you can oh, identify yeah. when that's doing that clouds coming back as well oh yeah and how and to avoid it day. no yeah of course no. i mean that's the thing about being human is every day is completely different and you're going to have different things coming at you but that's why i practice my morning routine that's why i meditate that's why i read that's why i write that's why i have my moments of of, of centering myself so that i could just set my tone for the day before anyone else gets to and when you learn to listen to your mind learning to listen to your body then everything else starts coming into play in the right way that's awesome cool. well, we've, we've had we've had you on an hour i don't want to take up more of your time because i know you're very busy no i just wanted to sort of say obviously 2020 has been an unusual year for everybody mm-hmm. and the way like you've just described how you go about your day about you how are you kind of looking how are you planning forward now? How it's a hard question to ask because I, I never liked the where do you see yourself in five years' time? Because anyone who answered that five years ago yeah. got it wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely how, did. Yeah. How are you kind of planning for the next 12 months then? Have you got things lined up or are you really kind of taking it day by day, week by week? I've got a vision board, you know, I've got an intention of who I even see myself as an old lady, you know, I've (laughs) I've got a long vision ahead, but that's only so that I don't get distracted and aimless every day. Uh, But that that list changes, that vision changes from month to week. Um, But the person that I see myself as coming up is someone who's intentional um, and just a lot more creative. I've been studying um, a lot more meditation on how to allow my creativity to breathe instead of trying to force it. Um, and when I force a lot of my ideas, I feel like they're constrained and, and, and my brain's a little resistant. And so I've been practicing a lot of just awareness and mindfulness in that space to be able to um, 
just be a better artist. And I also going back to school as well. So I'm going to, I'm thinking about going back to school oh. for psychology. I want to get my doctorate. Um, oh, cool. And I mean, I know it's going to be a long road, but I've been reading this book called The Time Paradox, which has been changing my psyche on the way we kind of think about time and stuff like that. But I realized that I, I, I haven't been seeing my future self on the same timeline sometimes you know and I think sometimes we forget to plan for our future selves and so I want to set the tone for my future self right now by 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 doing something that I love which is I mean I'm all I do is study psychology books I read about psychology I study so like I'm obsessed with it (laughs) so if I could just at least go a little bit further and push the envelope for my future self to get a doctorate who knows it'll take 10 years eight years whatever it is you know by that 10 years time moves so quick that I'll be really grateful for my past self that I made that decision so that's the kind of stuff I'm I'm kind of thinking about now is especially in my 30s, my brain's working different. My 20s were, you know, 20s are just like, you just got to just, just history act a fool. For me. That's this is nuts, you know? You're just, doing, you're just making mistakes as much as possible to figure out what works, yeah. you know? And so yeah. now at this point, I kind of know what works and I just kind of want to just see how to get there. And I'm just excited to, to see what happens with that. Yeah, I I don't know, I can't speak for Alan, but I was, I was actually saying to a friend this week who's in their 30s mm. and they were like, oh man, I'm 37. <laughs> and I said, seriously, I knew exactly who I was when I was 30. Yes. I, my, th- my life started for me when I was in my thir- my best 10 years of being yeah. me was in my 30s. I took all of that, went into my 40s, became a parent for, Love for it. and I'd been wanting to be a parent for a long time. I just turned 55. It's really scary. <laughs> I've got four children. Uh, I it's know amazing. who I am. But I've had the best 10 years of my working career mm-hmm. over the past 10 years right. through serendipitous moments, through kind of embracing opportunities and, yes. and knowing, you know, success and failure. I, you know, 10 years ago, I've, I've told this story before, but I'm friends with Alan because in 2010, I paid for myself to go to an event to be better to learn yeah. called Photoshop World in Las Vegas. I met Alan in an elevator. He was a speaker at the event. I was an attendee. And he just made a passing comment about my pe- very pasty English skin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we've been friends ever yeah. since. And we've talked together. I've stayed at his house. I come Aww. over and see him. And so oh, this this past 10 years for me my my success of a career has been 45 to 55 and i can't I plan because yeah. if i plan for the next 10 years yeah. i'm 55 65 it's really crazy <laughs> but i don't think like that i still think like i'm 30 yeah. um so it's it's nice that we are now in a world where like you say mental health mm-hmm. uh, responsibility mm-hmm. care like helping people it's it's so it's such a different world now that I think we we can't we can't afford to get it wrong mm-hmm. to help each other yeah. because we've got such an opportunity to communicate. And I, I didn't want to talk about politics on this, and we won't. <laughs> but I just wanted to say, on the day of recording, it is November the fourth. Yes, um, Elise and Alan have woken up in a very strange world today. <laughs> um, <laughs> very but strange world indeed. Yes, but I do hope that whatever happens over the next, you know, 12 months or or four years, Mm -hmm. um, 
I wish you all, all the success. I'm going to be following you. I hope we can meet in person at Adobe Max next year because I'm pretty sure you'll be invited back. Um, be great to meet you. I'm, I'm going to be following you. I'm going to put all the links yeah. to all your stuff on the show notes. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Elise. Um, you're still one of my favourite photographers because you share your name with my daughter. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, one quick question. Why yeah. are you called Elise? Where did it come oh, from? Oh, my dad's name is Ellis. Ah. <laughs> so they thought Elise would be kind of similar. That's really oh, cool. So my Elise is there's a film called Somewhere in Time with Christopher oh. Reeve and Jane Seymour, uh-huh. and it's um it's based on a book. Uh, I can't remember the book, but Alan took me to the hotel yeah. in oh. San Diego where it was came the from. Hotel Del but basically, Carolina. this that's it. Oh. This guy um this guy is able to go back to. It's this old lady comes up to him and, and says, like, it's you. Mm-hmm. And he he, check, he finds out who it is. And it's this actress called Elise. <laughs> and uh, he's able to travel back in time through uh, a state like med- meditation. Right. And he goes back in time Ooh. to meet her when she's younger and falls in love with her. Um, That's but tripped he ha- out. If he finds anything that reminds him of the present day, mm-hmm. it snaps him out of it. But it's actually like a time travel film. Wow. And she's named after Elise, the old lady That's in the so film. That's cool. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that. I've like never heard of that nine... before. I need to I watch it. it came out in 1980-something. That's why I wondered whether that would have been, you could have been named. Yeah, I was in 89. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I well, graduated high again, school in 86. <laughs> oh did you my mom i think my mom was in well my mom was in college when she got pregnant but yeah she was in college so 89 (laughs) we were were in college together okay yeah exactly (laughs) uh thank you very much elise it's been so it's been a pleasure uh this episode will be going out on monday so we push it out pretty quick yeah um so thank you for your time really appreciate it it's been an absolute uh, pleasure and i cannot thank you enough i mean i i I would not be able to share or think these ways or even, you know, process certain emotions or scenarios in my life without you asking about them. And so I think it's such a cool thing for, you know, people like you to interview and study and to do your, you know, your due diligence on me. And that means a lot. So I really appreciate you for inviting me to taking your time on learning about me and asking me questions because it it really does uh, help me and makes me better. So thank you again. Oh, good. No, it's cool finding out about new people. Yeah. All right, well, stay stay safe. Uh, wish too. you success. Yes. And, uh, you, and yes. hopefully we'll see you soon. You will, absolutely. And I, I, I <laughs> hope, oh, I pray that they ask me back next year. But if they don't, I'm in there anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go anyway. I'm with Adobe Max. <laughs> oh, I know, it's great. Isn't it fun? That's, uh, I've done, this is my fifth year. Mm. I've done four years as a TA. Um, helping and then because the book I my book came out at the beginning of the year I was able oh, to teach in design this year mm-hmm. so it's really cool so fingers crossed it's live next year and fingers crossed we'll see you there Yay. so uh, yeah <laughs> okay thanks yeah. Alan thank and you thank you Elise yes. thank you. see you soon appreciate you guys thanks. take Bye-bye. care see ya cheers <laughs> cheers <laughs>